This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. Hi, welcome to another episode of Unchained with Patrick Roycey. Uh, your thoughts on a Super Bowl, sir, that uh, put many of us to sleep fairly early, and we finally awoke from our comas in the fourth quarter. Okay, I am astounded by sports in general, right? Last year, these two teams come in to the Ziggy for a Super Bowl, the Eagles and the Patriots, and you're thinking, what, 24 to 20? You get dang near 1,200 yards of Mm -hmm. offense. It's an absolute up-and-down shootout with Nick Foles at quarterback, and Brady passes for 505 yards. So now you get the explosive Rams with the young genius coach and a a good defense, but not not a a great defense. I mean, a good front, but uh, the rest of it isn't too good. And these two guys can't get out of their own way uh, these two teams, Jared Goff was terrible. Brady wasn't a lot better. He made he made more bad throws into covered receivers on third and short than I've ever seen. And it wasn't because he was under great pressure. But now you get a that thirteen to three game. It's just astounding that uh, when you projected this game, you would have thought <laughs> eleven hundred yards, right? Yes, eleven hundred yards between the two teams. Well, Rams were going to run all over the place, right? Yeah, it was going to be fantastic, and it was going to be an up-and-down shootout just like last year with the Eagles, and uh, it was exactly the opposite. Uh, Brady was about as frustrated as I've ever seen him because those third and short where he usually has a wide-open receiver, they were he was trying to throw it to guys that had a, a man and a half sprawled all over him, mm-hmm. and uh, he made, you know, right off the bat, he made a bad throw. I think I thought Romo did a good job of pointing out that he kind of hesitated on that first throw because all of a sudden, he, when he was about two-thirds of the way through his motion, he realized he was throwing it to the wrong guy. That doesn't happen mo- uh, much, but uh, if I was uh, the Rams, I wouldn't count on going back to many more Super Bowls unless Jared Goff really picks it up. Uh, that was, you know, he wasn't uh, the great player that he had been in the second half of the season no. as teams adjusted to that offense. And uh, he's he looked terrible yesterday, I thought. I mean, sure, there was some heat on him, but uh, he had no idea. And, uh, again, uh, the broadcast, telecast, did a great job of showing a wide-open receiver over the middle of the field 20 yards away when he tried to throw it along. And uh, he, he looked terrible, and uh, Belichick did his magic on another young quarterback. And McVeigh too. 
I mean, McVeigh yes. McVeigh had run the system all year long mm-hmm. with pretty much damn good success, and uh, Belichick said, "Young man, you ain't gonna do that against." But they did, you know, from when they played the Vikings and looked like a machine that could not be stopped. Every one of these motion plays they ran and everything was leaving everybody confused. And uh, by, you know, the second half of the year, they were not the same, or the, at least the last 40% of the year. And they, you know, they managed to beat the Bears in a snot-nosed, low-scoring game. And, uh, you know, and they beat the Saints, uh, you know, sort of and uh you know maybe probably shouldn't have but uh they uh they they have you know what was it when did Kaepernick run the run option and it couldn't be stopped Judd what uh, year was it what are we about five years removed from that yes. now it's a Super Bowl Ravens 49ers was that 2011 and that, or something and that, oh. and that went away right it took yes. the defensive geniuses about what a year to figure out that and now now People run it barely. 2013. It's cer- 2013. It's, it's certainly not the main part of any offense. And this, all this motion, all this stuff uh, McVeigh's doing now, and all these coaches we had to hire because they knew McVeigh. Do, don't these people know that this is all? All this new stuff kind of comes and goes. And uh, I think uh, all the motion and everything, and all the great stuff that McVeigh came up with. Yep. The defensive. The defensive has. Defenses have already started to adjust, but Belichick, you know what Belichick said. He said, deep in his soul, this kid is still Jared Goff, the same bum we saw when he was a rookie, and let's put some heat on him and make him make some decisions, and that's what they did yesterday. And Belichick also had two weeks. Yes, I mean the other thing. You give him an extra—I mean, do you—but do you think—and this is the thing from covering the sport I've tried to explain before. Do you think, other than maybe going hunting for a week— that Zim is going to do a thing in the coming months, but watch film and drink wine. No, that's all no. he's going to. That, that's yes. all these guys and, do and, is watch the latest in vogue offensive thing and yes. try and beat it. And this guy Belichick, it's not like he practices them that week. You know, you might get them together on Thursday or Friday, but he's in the office for seventy two hours figuring out what he's going to tell his team when he sees them again. Right after they take their little break, yeah, and. Uh, uh, you know that defense was from from the defense you saw play against Tennessee when they got routed by Tennessee. This team was ten and six. They were you know this wasn't some big Patriot machine, mm-hmm. but by the postseason he had everybody figured out. The G, one of the geniuses of Belichick to, to me too, and and this is impossible to copy, but he has perfected the art of taking the first month and not caring. So every yeah. every September we now we get all nerve all the Patriots it's over they're not playing well he has taken he has perfected basically extending the preseason by a month and starting their schedule <laughs> basic basically October Patrick and uh, of course he has the benefit of playing in the AFC East every yes. year Good point. knowing that ten and six will win the division once again all he's got to do is go what did he go did any. How many did he lose within the division this year? Don't even uh, know, but he Miami, played Miami, I think. Yeah, once. well, they, they lost that fluky game in Miami, right? Yes. He probably beat the Jets. I'm guessing he beat them twice. Mm-hmm. And the Bills. And the so, Bills, yeah. You're you right. Know, knowing you're, uh, you know, knowing you're going 5-1 and one against those teams, which they've now put on the back end of the schedule for the most part, uh, he, that 
the AFC East does give him a little comfort of not panicking, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. And my, my favorite thing now is they're, they're going to take his defensive guru to the Dolphins today and, yes. and introduce him as the coach. And everyone's going to ask all these questions about how did you come up with this great game plan to beat the uh, Rams? Yeah. And we're going to realize he about. Said, I went in and talked to Bill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're going to realize about four games in that this poor guy did nothing to beat the Rams, and then it was all Belichick again. No, but I would feel better being the Dolphins today introducing Flores than I would have been the Lions introducing Patricia after they gave up <laughs> after they gave up six hundred yards uh, to the. Uh, they made Nick Foles look like the greatest quarterback in history. That would have been uh, that would have been a tough. Uh, a tough introduction, but it's the Lions. They they expect to screw up when they hire somebody, don't they? I mean, they kind of figure that. And that's they the certainly way it's did be. again. Oh yeah, they yeah. Ac- they, they accomplished not the only, goal. Not only is this guy not a genius, but he's a grumpy genius. Oh, he's, he's a, a he's a horse's patootie. Yeah, Patricia. Yes, yeah. he's not good. It, but I remember sitting there in the middle of the third quarter of the Super Bowl, I could almost see the field from where I was sitting last year at the Ziggy I was and, saying, and saying, uh, uh, how did they do this? <laughs> you got to be the Lions. You got to be sitting there and saying, what the hell did we do? <laughs> yep. How did we hire this guy? Even Belichick can't come up with an idea to stop the Eagles. And uh, now we hired his defensive coordinator. Come on. We've. With a pen, we hired him because we thought it was cool. He had a pencil behind his ear. Yeah, he Ticey, right? He, he had the Ticey yeah. act. Did ah. you see? Did you see? It was one of the Detroit papers, though. Had the great headline, and I don't know what the column was, but it was a headline after the game on Sunday, essentially saying Lions maintain fifty-three yes. year unbeaten streak <laughs> in Super Bowl. Yes, they uh, they have. Yes, that's uh, that's kind of mean, isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. Now how? They have obviously are the longest without going to a Super Bowl because they're the only ones that came into the league uh, that wouldn't, you know, when after the AFC merger and the Super Bowl started, that uh, hasn't been there, right? Uh, but the, the amazing thing about them is they've like won two playoff games in, since 1957 when they won the championship. Yeah, that's and probably right. In the entire expansion era, they I think they've won two playoff games. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, it's brutal. I'll never forget being in the Silverdome, and here's Bill Ford, you know, the the, the guy, the now-dead Bill Ford. That's his widow that still is the chairman of the board. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you're at the Silverdome, and here's Bill. Bill supposedly liked his toddies, but the they got embarrassed again by the Vikings in the Silverdome. But here's the guy whose father, grand, whose ancestors built Detroit, right? Right. Ford. They built Detroit. Yes. They're the reason Detroit exists. Yes. And here's Bill Ford sitting at the elevator waiting, you know, the terrible, you were in the Silverdome, terrible elevator system. And all these drunk Lions fans, Bill, you no good bleeping son of, <laughs> son of a gun. All these blue-collar clowns who probably, uh, you know, grandfather worked for Ford and uh, and uh, everything. <laughs> calling him every filthy name in the book, and I'm saying, I don't need this if I'm Bill Ford. I sell them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sell them and get them moved. Yeah, believe yeah, you people. Move. Show, show you people. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it, it was, uh, it was astounding to me though. But what would it be like to be? I mean, people complain about being Viking fans. What would it like to be? What would it be like to be a Lions fan? I mean, it's it's a joke. 
It'd be great to be a sports columnist in Detroit, but it'd be a joke to be a. How could you stay? One is my question. Like Viking, the Vikings, I get because they reel you yeah. in and then break yeah, your heart. Sure, but how they do. how do you stay if if you are a lifelong Detroiter? How do you stay a Lions fan? That would be I my question. Know. I don't. Hey, know. Bobby Lane, you know, we yeah. still talk about Bobby Lane. <laughs> Bobby Lane. It's unbelievable, <laughs> right? One of the, of course, Bobby Lane was the, uh, you know, a quarterback back in the era where you could play with a pot belly and hung over and maybe drunk during the game, and it was a little easier to win back then. You know, Bobby those are some good quarterbacks, Pat. Bobby basically uh, died uh, driving from bleeding to death while he was uh, because of his alcoholism, but uh, we still love him as a hero. He was a tough guy, man. He was a tough guy. You know? Well, yeah, you had what? Complete Bo- drunk, but a tough guy. You had Bobby Lane, and then you had, uh, I, I think he came along after, but Billy Kilmer and Sonny Jurgensen and all these guys that were balding old. <laughs> and you're right, had pot bellies and were yeah. drinkers, but were stable yeah, after that. Brady's older than those guys were, but he's in a little better shape. Yeah, and the incredible thing is he looks compared to them. I mean, th- those guys looked by the time they retired like they were. 60. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Why Tittle, that famous picture, he looks like he's 75 on the field. Oh, plan. Yeah, right. He's bleeding. Yeah, he looks, it, yeah his head bleeding and the whole, uh, whole damn thing. Yeah, it, the, the standard for a quarterbacking is a little different, but uh, – Brady was happy. That he he didn't know if he was going to get that sixth one. So uh, after last year, so I didn't think I'll I give you a hot were, a hot. Sports I thought take. they were done, but I my hot sport take stake is Belichick quits. Mine is Brady should walk away now. He won't no, get he out. Won't get he out? Won't. No, he won't. But he should. He should mm. walk away. Well, he wants to prove something by playing till he's forty three. Does he real? Does yeah. he realize though? He's slowly but surely. The, yeah. the regression is happening. Yeah, well, you go, you look at that game. Yeah, and he was not good. He, you know, he, he, you know, Edelman caught ten passes and they made him the MVP. I say nonsense. It had to be somebody from the defense, Stephen Gilmore, somebody like that from that defense. That uh, yeah, that was a one hundred percent defensive victory, and you can't give the MVP trophy to Belichick. So pick somebody off the defense. Pick Gilmore. He had a, you know, he had five tackles and three breakups and the interception and. You know, was a, basically took away their receiver, their best receiver, most of the day. Give it, give it to somebody from defense, not Edelman, because he caught a bunch of passes that led to nothing. So you think Bill quits? That's your hot take. My hot take is Bill. Bill is still mad at Robert Kraft for making him trade Agropolo, and uh, that uh, yeah, probably not though. He what well, what would he do? I mean. What would he do with his life? Because he doesn't probably didn't want to go and put something back together again. You know, and, Pat, that's, and he couldn't do yeah. a damn. He couldn't do a damn thing. I mean, else what is he? Did you you know that life of a coach thing that they had? Oh, it's fantastic. Football life. The football life. He on decided it. to go out and play golf, so he's playing nine holes in in boots, basically in yep. street shoes yep. with a coat on. Yep. You know, with a, it was like sick, a big it was jacket going fishing. Yeah, yeah, it was. And it was like, oh, yeah, I do a lot. I'll show you. And he goes out there and plays golf. And he's, you know, he's got some borrowed clubs and he hits about three shots and he's wearing a coat and he's got street shoes on. It's, uh, you know, there's nothing else. You can't be that good and have anything else in your life, can you? As no. He is. No, 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 you can't. You would. He, he is. And that's the thing about him. He is so damn good. It's why he's not worth trying to copy. No, 
No, no. That's why it's impossible. not worth trying to get somebody who's attached to him. I said this to you guys, I think, Friday. I would never hire a Belichick assistant because I know they didn't do because there's nothing in their resume to tell you that they're any good, right? Because they got him. I'd, I'd take some guy, Wade Phillips, who takes that defense for this kid and basically coaches it. I mean, he's 71 now. You're not going to hire him. But I'm a lot more impressed with a with a coordinator who has success uh, and with a mediocre coach than I am uh, with, a quarter, with a coordinator who has success with the greatest coach in any sport of my lifetime. And I hate to admit it. I hate to cover Belichick. But there's been nobody <laughs> in any sport better than this guy. That in my lifetime, I mean, this isn't Nick Saban getting the best players in the world, right? You know, winning oh. enough, winning enough oh. to get six five stars and the rest four stars. This is a guy doing it with players who aren't as good as your player players uh, half the time. He didn't have as good a he doesn't have as good of players as the Rams, and he beat them. Who's second on your list? All time, yeah. Greatest. If Belichick's first, who's second? Boy, I'd have don't to care what sport. I don't. I'd have to think about that. Sure as hell isn't Phil Jackson. I could have won eight titles with the uh, <laughs> talent he had. Uh, with Michael and then Kobe and Shaq yeah, or Shaq. Yeah, I and don't. Kobe. Know. I, I I really would have to think about that because to me, you know, what we've discovered, I think, is coaching. Is that even with the coordinators and the fourteen people staff? Coaching is more important in football than any other sport. I think coaching determines the outcome more than in hockey, certainly more than in baseball, and uh, and certainly more than in basketball. I think coaching is, is most important in football. And you can go down to the high school roots, too, right? I mean, you you look around and, uh, you know, the guys who keep winning in uh, high school football are the, you know, they, they have – Usually from big schools, and they have some talent. But uh, and, you know, if you got the wrong coach at a a place in you know a big high school in Minnesota, you're not going to win if you got the wrong guy. Yeah, I'd say it goes to your point or your question. I'd say it goes football, basketball, second if you can influence the game, and baseball and hockey are probably tied. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yeah, yeah, hockey. I mean, they're just sort of weird. They, they've They've got quirks to them that well, can't be controlled, well, or you can't you know, try the, and manipulate. The foot, I guess what I'm trying to say is strategically. Right, right. Football is more important. Your the philosophy them, matters. The rest of them is getting along with people and getting them to play, you know, right? The other three sports. Yeah. It's, it's, it's 162 games. Football is 16 games. You strategize all of them. Base, hockey and basketball are 82, and then the playoffs <laughs> – and you got to get them interested. You, you, the the big thing with those two sports is getting them interested. In baseball, it's like you know, getting them to drink a cup of coffee before the game and go out and try uh, five days out of seven. You know, I mean, it's 162 games. Yeah, you're not you're not influencing a team with uh, strategy. No matter how many analytics they can come up with. There isn't a game plan for every day. If your pitchers games. stink, your pitchers stink. And you yes, can shift yeah, all you want, and the ball's going to fly out, out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, Belichick is unbelievable. And, and 
what what it is it's an interesting era so the patriots are the kings now this is uh nine super bowls in say in 18 years six so, titles nine super bowls 18 years I believe. 18 yes. years so half the time they've been there so who is the greatest have we had a great team in that era is there hasn't been a great team right who'd they beat that you said wow how'd they beat that team you know I yeah know what i'm saying and most of them have been and I their wins the rams, have been close i thought the rams were a great team that the st louis rams okay the rams and, back in 2000 and, and, and when they beat year. them i was absolutely shocked when they beat them the first time around and yeah. all these years later you uh you say, well, okay, he did it. <laughs> That's the first right. time he did it. So, Pat, they beat uh, St. Louis. Then in 2004, they beat Carolina. Then they beat Philadelphia in 2005. So the answer to your question so far after St. No. Louis is no. It's, no, St. Louis was a great team. Uh, New England, New England, New England. They beat Seattle 28-24. Mm-hmm. That was a good team. That was a dang good team. They, yeah. beat, they beat the Falcons, which was not a great team. They, they came back they, from <laughs> way down. I thought they were a dang – I thought they were – on the verge of becoming a great team, and then they went absolutely backwards. How's that guy still got his job? I don't know. And, I guess uh, that one one year, and then, right? And then yesterday, and they lost to an Eagles team that's, you know, was pretty dang good. And you know the way that Eagles team came back this year, they're pretty good. But they're uh, yeah, there's this is an era where you don't. What it is is an era where you don't have to be great to win in the NFL. Absolutely, you don't have to be great. You if yes. you're if you're you know, people say, well, they, they look at football teams and they look for flaws. But, uh, uh, you know, every team's got flaws. It's who's got the most strengths. The remarkable thing, Pat, about the Vikings not making it to to the Super Bowl is what you just said. This has been an era where there is every opportunity to have yes. one or one year or two years where you pop up and go. And they still have not. Mm-hmm. That's the remarkable thing. Yeah, well, let's face it. Now, you know, who knows what happens here? Maybe Kubiak fixes the offense and everything's great. But you will look back on that, you know. If they haven't gone 10, 12 years from now, you're going to look back at the miracle and then the setup to play the Super Bowl at home as the big lost opportunity. Yep. Right? Yes. And they ain't coming back. Oh, they're, they're, they, they're going to come back once every eight years. We're very yeah, confident. Come back it was only 75 below last week. <laughs> yes, I don't know what right. you're talking about. Why are you yes. so negative yeah, about yeah, it? Well, yeah, but they. how do they know about the weather in Minneapolis in the New York NFL office? You can't find out that information. You know you? what? They, <laughs> the Super Bowl will be back here as soon as the people that the will sell to, probably a yet-to-be-born yes. person, yeah, uh, gets his new, it. his or her new stadium, and then we'll get another or, Super And you and I will be both six feet under by that point. Or, Jonathan Ziggy, will be alive. Or Ziggy sells it for two and a half billion, and, and to the guy writing out the check for two and a half billion, they say, "Okay, we're bringing a Super Bowl in five years to make you feel good." Something like that. Maybe. So, I don't anyway. know about that, Pat. Anyway, you know, I I don't think Ziggy should win a Super Bowl, though. You know, as giddy as he gets, he it might kill him. You know, as happy as he can, you imagine Giggy and that Ziggy, 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 that mob Ziggy of being Giggy, Ziggy getting Giggy with Ziggy here onto something. I think his head was Ziggy getting giggy. Ziggy, yeah, I think you trademarked that son of a buck. He would, uh, he would, his head might have exploded. Oh, he'd be. It would be. I I tweeted this last night. Every night that when the Super Bowl is done, I wondered to myself what would happen in this town if the Vikings won that game. 
Well, it would. Uh, I've seen yeah. the twins. We've it seen the twins party. win. Yeah. The, the the wild and wolves. It would be fun. Yeah. Don't get the me Stanley wrong. Stanley Cup would be huge. Stanley Cup would be huge because it's there's some mysticalism to it. You know, mysticism, I, state of hockey. But. I don't think anybody would be if the Vikings won a Super Bowl. I don't think you, you would have the majority of people at work for a good part of this week. Well, I think you would have to burn some stuff down, wouldn't you? Just if you want to be a really... And it, it wouldn't be Dinky Town. No, no. It'd be a lot more impressive not than Dinky a, Town. Not tipping over a rubbish can in Dinky Town, <laughs> uh, lighting a fire, and we're, we're, we all calling it a riot. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 you know, I'm a guy who's still upset that the Red Sox won a World Series. I thought that that was a great mystique for a franchise, and... Uh, and the Cubs now, so we've ruined a lot of grand traditions have been ruined uh, in the, in recent years, and the Vikings still have theirs. So uh, I think we should hold on to it. Hold on to the non Super Bowl as long as we can. The four losses and the I think it's yet great. to go back. A few more heartbreaking losses to come into. Let's let's. I, I guess you know. Let's the only time they were the best team was ninety eight ninety nine, right? They were the best team. Yes, they were. They yes, didn't win, and they were. They had a. They had a fairly easy game to play in the Super Bowl had they won. So, that's that's still the great the great loss there. They they were never the best team in the Super Bowl. Never close. Kansas City was better than them. Uh, and you look at Kansas City; they got seven or eight Hall of Famers off that team. But that Chiefs team got, was was what d- double digit underdogs in that game. That's the weird thing oh, about yeah. that. Oh yeah, huge. that was a great 13, team, but they were thirteen and a half. Well, that was, we we didn't believe the Jets win the year before. Okay. We didn't we didn't believe that was that was more an reality. AFL bias then is what that yeah, was. Yes, right. that was. And then, but Miami was no contest. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was just getting started, you know, as a mach- as a as the greatest football team ever. Yep. In my in my opinion, they were just getting started, and they won that game with all defense. But then Oakland and Miami, they had no chance in either of those games. So, did I see that the uh, the graphic right last night that Pittsburgh was up two nothing at halftime of that game? Two nothing yes. against the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, it was and it was a cold. I hope Jimmy the Greek day. hammered that Two game lanes. at halftime. It was a close, uh, you know. It was a cold, miserable day in Tulane Stadium. Oh. They were supposed to play that game in the Superdome, and they didn't get it built in time. They didn't finish it in time, and uh, so they played it at Tulane Stadium. And uh, yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. And uh, I had a little fun with their offense. I was covering the Steelers' angle for the St. Paul paper, and. Mm-hmm. And then the next time, you know, Bernie Ritter owned a good hunk of the Vikings. And the next time, and the editors were a little nervous. So the next time they went to the Super Bowl, they took me off the team <laughs> because they thought I might rip them if they lost. And they were right. I would have. <laughs> yeah, but at Even least though I those... wasn't writing columns, I was just writing <laughs> sidebars, <laughs> sidebars with a tinge that they didn't like. You know, a tinge, tinge of Vikings. you buried the lead, so so you weren't even yeah, doing columns. You were doing tinge, sidebars, and you got a, taken off. A tinge of Viking cheap shots that they did not think about want. being a sidebar guy and getting <laughs> taken off. Yeah, they. Uh, That's impressive. That. Yeah, I was on the original team, and then all of a sudden they disappeared, and somebody finally admitted to me it was because they didn't trust me. Oh. So, which is I can't remember where was that one? Which one? Uh, that was the I've Miami got the list one. in front of me. That was the Miami one. Miami the year after Pittsburgh, right? Uh, the Miami Minnesota one was nineteen. Actually, that was oh, Miami January thirteenth of seventy four at Rice Stadium in Houston, and then yes. the next year was 
what you said, Tulane Stadium. But the Rice one, when when I helped you, when I did the little sidebars for that Viking Super Bowl book that you did for, I think, the mm-hmm. Strib, yeah. I remember going back in the clips. And no, you, that was St. Paul, yeah. Yeah, no, but but you, you had me help you with a book yes, for right. the Strib. Anyway, the point being, the Houston one's incredible because that's the one where the Vikings got there and they were like practicing in a high school yes, stadium. Yes, yes. And the lock sparrows in the locker yeah, room. Yeah, and Grant but, was all PO'd because and the old yes. Viking fans still complain about sparrows in the locker room as the reason we didn't show up. Houston, of course, you is mean the famous. No, a lot of there's a lot of old Viking fans. I mean, the Vikings were they were kings then, man, because this was our first glory with football. Uh, and Viking football, and you can, and Bud was beloved, and uh, you know was a, just a you know immortal already. Mm-hmm. And people got really upset when you didn't say good, when you didn't make excuses for the Vikings. And of course, Sid was a, the champion of that. But pretty much everybody in town was that way. So anyway, that's the one though, the famous one where uh, Papillon was the hot movie, and and. Uh, and uh, it was Sid was riding back to the hotel like four hours after the game, after this humiliating defeat to the Dolphins. And there's a theater with uh, 500 people outside. And Sid's famous line, Papillon, Papillon. <laughs> Those bleep bleepers don't care the Vikings lost in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I wasn't with them, but I heard that. They don't give a bleep that the Vikings lost in the Super Bowl. He was very upset. I'm sure he was. Mm-hmm. So our goofers have them by 13, and then they can't make a shot, huh? Uh, yeah. No, they couldn't make a shot. They uh, I watched quite a bit of it. Yeah, I confidently ca- called that a meltdown on Twitter and was only rebuked by one Gopher fan. Mm-hmm. It uh, was they, a meltdown. They covered. They were 10, 11.5-point underdogs. They lost by 10. But the Big Ten, look around. Uh Michigan State lost their Langford, the hotshot freshman, and they get beat. They've lost two in a row now, right? Yeah. Indiana on Saturday. Iowa. Michigan's overrated frauds. Uh, Purdue's the best team in the league right now, and the Gophers, you know, the Gophers, they could win 11 or 12 games. Purdue Purdue would have taken a convincing first half lead if they could have hit a three on Sunday, yes. too. Yeah, that well, was the, the difference. That's in the that same game. way they got the Gophers. That's the same way the Gophers stayed within one of Michigan. Michigan was horrible on three, four out of. 28 or something yep. like that. But uh, that'll, that'll be a fun game Wednesday, though, because the Badgers are, ever since the Badgers lost, the, uh, the Gophers are playing pretty well. How do the Badgers do it, though? Every, this seems to happen six. every year. Every year you know. say, yeah, I thought they're like the Patriots. Was... You say they're dead, they don't look good, and then around this time of year they start to win, and the next thing you know they're ranked again. I thought that guy uh, was going to get fired. They, were, uh, they, they hit the skids there and were mediocre as hell. Our friend Tim Miles ain't going to make her at Nebraska. They're three and eight now. This was supposed to be a year or two. One of their guys got hurt, but uh, he's going to get fired. I would think down there. Put him in a studio or a booth. Somewhere. Oh yeah, he'll, he'll be, be great. He'll be fantastic. Just make sure he doesn't wear one of those shirts where his sweat shows. He's, uh, you know, he wears, takes off his jacket, and he's one of the all-time sweaters. Oh, is he really? Going yeah, yeah. He's uh, as a guy who knows that feeling, I can sympathize. So I was in Gainesville over the weekend. I drove up there. Kentucky was playing there and had a couple other things. Boy, talk about a college town. Mm-hmm. The, the whole town, basically, is just because of Florida. And they got 40,000 undergrads up there almost, and they got another 15,000 grad students. I mean, they're 
way bigger than the than the town. But I I drove by it. I was at uh, like nine in the morning. I was up there driving something. They had five or six people, five or six hundred people lined up waiting to get into the swimming meet. Really? Oh, they have the all they, and then they kept introducing athletes at halftime uh, at during timeouts during the game. And they, I mean, the record, this wasn't just that polite applause you get at Williams arena for another team. This was some swimmer who's national champion and they went crazy for him. Then they had their baseball team out there. That's gone to four straight college world series. And the captain was talking to the crowd and they all know, you know, I was sitting amidst some people and these old timers, ah, that's, Hey, Chris looks pretty, you know, they know these guys, they know these teams. And their softball is just uh, uh, finishing up a $15 million uh, upgrade of their fo- of their softball facility. They're going to have 14 Florida Gator softball games on either ESPN, ESPN2, or SEC Network in the regular season. <clears throat> then you get to the SEC tournament, yeah, and you get to the, you know, everything else. And... They told me ESPN loves softball, SEC softball, because they can fit it in that two, you know, it goes fast. You can fit it in that two-hour window, and they got loyal audiences, and and they they had, I looked it up, they got like 10 or 11 teams right in the top 25 SEC softball. So it's, I mean, a college, it it is amazing when you're in a real college town Mm -hmm. and how much it means to, uh, Compared to like in the Twin Cities where you're oh yeah it's out. it's not you can't you can't describe it no it's hard to describe it no and even Madison is which is a great college town but it's bigger yep. and it's more you know there's Brewers fans there's Packer fans uh, down it, the impression I got in Gainesville is they could give a damn if the Bucks are winning or losing all they care about is the Gators man you know they're uh, it's that is a college college town the, like Tuscaloosa, I'm sure. The like, closest I, one that I can think, Patrick, to that in the Midwest might be Iowa City because mm-hmm. yeah. they don't care uh, about Iowa anything City but the Hawks. And, and Iowa City encompasses Cedar Rapids too. You Correct. Know? I mean, Cedar Rapids is the yes. big city nearby. So yeah, you're right. I mean, that's that that is, uh, and you know, Lincoln, Lincoln too. You got Omaha next yeah. door. You know, Nebraska is certainly that way. They know. But Florida is this like all service sports program, right? They mm-hmm. they finance the heck out of their women's programs, and they're always finishing third or fourth in the national whatever that all sports thing is. And they don't have quite as many sports as like Stanford or some of those places. But uh, it's it's incredible. To, and another thing, I said this on Twitter, Judd, the ramp next to the basketball arena, which is. I mean, next, I mean 50 yards, free parking. I saw this tweet. Free how, parking. How the hell does that happen? It, it's a just, great thing, but how they does They don't, and students, uh, I think you, you also register as a student, and the first 3,000 that register get tickets to the basketball games free. They uh, they want people at their events. They don't want to charge that. them seventy five dollars to go watch a hockey game. Imagine that. Yeah, it's a it's a fun. And guess what? This year, the Big Ten teams are going to get more money than the SEC teams. So it's not like a certain Twin Cities campus 
has to gouge people. They've just decided to gouge people. I don't understand the tickets thing. Oh, and by by the way, I went to Gophers Michigan Hockey on Friday, Patrick. Full house? It was embarrassing. Again? Yeah, it was embarrassing. I mean, the Gophers were terrible, too, but but people who went obviously didn't know that they were going to be terrible, but it was empty. It's embarrassing. Really? But I don't I don't understand where Coyle, Coyle and these guys all talk about they're trying to accommodate and do better, blah, blah, blah. But you're right. Just get butts in. I don't care how little you football. charge. Football. Give students. Tickets away to things. Students. Football. 10,000 tickets. Uh, we got 10,000 tickets here. Register for them and pick them up. Yeah. You know? And let them in for free. And you can't, you got to, you know, there, there's no way, if you can't balance your budget with the money you're getting from the uh, uh, Big Ten Network now and the money you're getting from other outlets and also, uh, you know, from just charging normal ticket prices like 30 bucks to get into a basketball game instead of 80 if you can't do it then then there's something wrong then you're spending too much money on some sports and they aren't the non-rev sports it's they're spending too much money on the major sports if you can't if you can't balance your budget and charge reasonable prices and let the students come in and watch get the students involved now obviously Gainesville's a little different atmosphere for the students cuz you don't have the you know you don't have downtown Minneapolis and downtown St. Paul as competitors but right but it's it's ridiculous to not try to fill your buildings and and you know when push comes to shove it's the price they're charging. Well, and the price above and beyond now with this what scholarship seating yeah, program, yeah, well, which they should the- not they they should take all of those off and go to the biggest most wealthy you know mm-hmm. alums and go beg for well, money. Make it a volunteer thing. Some people will do it. Some people well, that, love the Gophers. But I as I pointed out, that's John, fine. yeah. As I pointed out, Judd, the uh, a while back, the single game tickets reflect that donation. So they don't want the guy who's paying the donation sitting next to somebody who paid thirty bucks. So they're charging for a Gopher basketball game. They're charging seven, sixty some to ninety some for Big Ten some Big Ten games. Yes, they are. I can it's confirm. I, pay- I can't take my two kids. You couldn't take your two kids to the game, you know, cost you 300 bucks to take you and your wife and two kids to a game. I took Dawn to the Iowa game, and I think we paid uh, 150 or 160 to go for two well, tickets you, for one game. So Should have bought her a fine bottle of wine and forgotten it. So. Anyway. <laughs> she bought that herself, Pat. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was taken care of. Are we at the point where we're going to have to do a positive pat, or are we not there yet? Jonathan, your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's about the time of the podcast for that. Okay. How are we doing? I, I haven't been uh, looking at the watch. How are we we're doing at here? 38 minutes flat right now, so I think okay. it's around that time, yeah. All right. Uh, what, are you, what are you thinking positive about, John? I haven't <laughs> spent a lot of time. You're I, in I Florida. Guess, here's positive, Pat. The roof's down. Here's positive, Pat, and I've mentioned this before, yep. is the, the great thing about sports in – my entire lifetime is when you turn on the game fully expecting or even knowing what's going to happen and it doesn't <laughs> and that was what we had with yesterday's super bowl mm-hmm. we knew mm-hmm. that the winner would have to score 30 points right yeah oh yeah and it was 3 to 3 in the fourth quarter 
We knew what was going to happen, and it didn't. And that's the great, that's the best thing about sports is you're, I say, you always know what's going to happen unless it doesn't. Uh, you're right. That was uh, that was fantastic uh, to see. Now, it was a terrible game. I mean, even Mercedes-Benz made fun of it with a tweet. Did you see that? No. They sent out a picture of one of their automobiles and said, if they, if, if they weren't playing this game in our stadium, I'd leave too. <laughs> it said something like that. You know, uh, what it was, three to three. <laughs> and they had one of their vehicles, like, speaking, you know, if, 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 if so. Uh, but, but in a way, it was fascinating that this could turn into a game like that because – there was no nobody in the world mm-hmm. saw a defensive struggle between these two teams. Nobody, and uh, it ends up being one. And that's, I guess, that's what makes sports great, even if it wasn't a very exciting, great game. And Patrick, for all all the uh, youngsters out there who were complaining about the nature of the game being boring. I referred them on a tweet to the 80s and early 90s (laughs) when we had a run of games that were over by the fourth quarter because they were so lopsided. I said, yeah, this is not a good game, but at least you're still watching it. And uh, one of my favorites, by the way, Katie Nolan uh, won the uh, tweet war. Did you see that tweet from her? I don't think I did. Uh, Adam Levine, uh, she pointed out that there seems to be a double standard on nipples at uh, the Super Bowl halftime show. So. <laughs> I did see that, yes. Since, that uh, was good, you're right. Since uh, Janice's was the scandal of all time, and we got this idiot out there with his tattoos and no shirt on trying to look like he's a hip-hopper because he's in Atlanta. That was abs- that halftime show was oh, awful. The last two have been terrible. Yeah, they they got to rethink this thing. they got to come, yes. come up with something new. I got to admit, I didn't watch the whole thing. I actually uh, went and did something and came back and was shocked that it was still going. Yeah, it was. That was. I, I thought it was going to be bad. It was worse than I thought it was going to be. I'm not a big Maroon 5 guy. <laughs> well. I mean, no. it's it was, yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I wanted him to sing Ticket to Ride uh, like he did at the Beatles' 50th anniversary of the Ed Sullivan show. He was very good at I, that. But I went back have... and watched that. That was good. Yes, yes. That was, uh, that was, uh, that whole thing is uh, very good. But uh, anyway, halftime shows are, they've run their course. You know what else has run their course? The ads, because uh, yes. somebody somebody pointed out, I heard him talking about how, there's so much on the internet now that's clever and ads that what they do now is you a you've probably seen the ad and if not you've seen stuff that was even more clever so it's it's not like there's this big clever thing and I don't know I don't know it's uh, I've I've never been a big ooh I've I saw some complaints the Super Bowl ads weren't good this year who gives a damn who watches them who cares it's uh, uh, Positive Pat says he had no trouble with the Super Bowl ad because he didn't watch <laughs> yes, he it. Didn't. He didn't watch it. He didn't it. give a damn that. about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unchained. Unchained. Racy Unchained. You got anything Unchained? Uh, uh, I guess my Unchained is if the Vi- if the Twins can really get Craig Kimbrell for three years, $45 million, why would you possibly not do it? I'm not one of these. They got to go do something. But 
Uh, I, I now maybe he's maybe that's what they offered, and he's still waiting to see if there's more out there. That's my guess. And, I think and you're maybe right. Maybe it's yes. not there, but. If you can get him for three years for $45 million, it'll be one of the great signings in franchise. Now, they haven't had that many, but it'll be one of the great signings in franchise history. I mean, I'm not the guy that says, oh, you got to get a closer for this team. But if you can get one that good at that price. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do it. Do it. Yes. Unchained. Yeah. I mean, yes. you're still. So if, if 130 was the budget last year, you're still, you know. You, I'm not saying you got to spend 130, but you're still under budget, right? Mm-hmm. You still got 30. Billion. If you can get him at three years, and and my guess is yeah. they've offered him that, and he's still sitting there thinking to himself he'll get more. But if he takes it, you got to take it. What is what a take Bryce him. Harper actually signs with the Padres too? This this just proves that it's all about setting the record for money, right? Yeah. Well, because you're you're yes. moving to a big ballpark, f- yes. for, to play for a team that can't win. They are supposedly right. in on either Harper or or Machado. They're very much in well, on that. They, but you know they got right. loaded. They got a loaded farm system because of all the trades they made. But uh, you know they must be. They, they're such a non-factor in San Diego, the Padres. That, uh, that even though they're the only ones left, that they don't care. They'll go to the beach or the water or whatever. You know what? This is Patrick in my mind too. This is the agents aren't going to let their guys sign what what we might consider a, a reasonable deal in a good place. Mm-hmm. They are the agents are desperate just to max out as whatever the, the term is. and the money yeah, that well, they can. Well, and they Boris's don't care about the rest thing. of it. Boris has got to get more than Giancarlo got, right? That's his yeah. whole deal. Yes. Right? What did Giancarlo get 330? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. 330 something like that. So he's got to get more than he He's not going to let Harper sign unless it's a record deal. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if he goes back to Washington for one year at thirty million. Would you? No, no. Yeah. But he's going to take whatever he can get. He already turned down the qualifying offer, so I guess he can't do that. But so. they've offered. Didn't they offer three hundred? They offered three hundred. Or in that ballpark in that yeah, area. They offered three hundred, and he turned it down. I don't know. It's uh, it's time to get some of these guys signed, though. Uh, Rice, he said. We're uh, <laughs> we're we're only what a uh, week away here. Yeah. Yeah, pitchers and catchers. Lavelle, uh, Lavelle E. Neal arrives Thursday, so that must be uh, ah the mayor. Must be getting close. The mayor. Yes, I said uh, he says he gets in in the middle of the afternoon. I said, what time should I see you at the cigar bar to buy you a drink? He said, I should be there by seven. He said, that late? So, <laughs> He's slipping. Uh, yes, he is. The mayor of uh, the mayor of Fort Myers is arriving, and the bartenders all around town are very excited. All right, sir. Jonathan is telling me we're done for this week. All right. Uh, well. Uh, Tom Brady made Browerville proud once again. (laughs) I love the local angle. I'll see you guys.